Welcome to Dare a New Belief, a place to discover what is possible for your life after the loss of a loved one, and where you will find inspiration, insight, support, and love, and hopefully a bit of laughter to help you through the day. Now here's your host, Nada Hogan. Hello and welcome to Dare a New Belief in What is Possible for Your Life. I'm Nada Hogan, and I will be your host on this podcast. And today, I have the great honor to be with Michelle Manning. Michelle is a transformational healing specialist, medical intuitive, and certified high-performance coach. She is the author of Quantum Soul Clearing, Healing the Scars Life Leaves on the Soul and the founder of the Quantum Soul Clearing Process. We're going to talk about that. Michelle specializes in working with women to release the conscious or unconscious sexual trauma that keeps them playing small or afraid to fully bring their brilliance into the world. Her clients experience the metamorphosis that comes from stripping away old traumas, hidden beliefs, behavioral patterns, and generational programming that stand in the way of their ultimate success and freedom. Her clients have often doubled their income within 90 days of working with Michelle, and she helps her clients fully activate their innate gifts and talents so that they attract their perfect clients, powerfully serve humanity, and revolutionize the world as the next generation of world thought leaders and influencers. Welcome, Michelle. Thanks so much for having me. I so appreciate it, Nada. It's really an honor to be here. Ah, thank you. It's an honor to be on this end talking to you. So I am so grateful for you being here. So Michelle, I want to dive right in. And I love the name of Quantum Soul Clearing Process. I mean, it sounds so intriguing and wonderful. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, the quantum soul clearing process was a process that was actually given to me by spirit. It's a multidimensional healing technology, spiritual healing technology that's also based on very scientific principles. So it's really this this spiritual and practical technology that removes and clears and heals old trauma at every level, layer, and and area of the of our being from past present future simultaneous and parallel lifetimes if if you believe in that and if you don't it doesn't matter because it still works <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't matter but it's also a way to heal generational trauma generational programming that we all come in with so it has been such a profound honor to be part of you know bringing this technology to the world Wow. Yeah. No kidding. That's awesome. And I love how you say that this was given to you from spirit. Can you Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit more about that? Are there words to, to be able to explain how you got that download or that information on how to do the (laughs) quantum soul clearing process? It just sounds so huge, doesn't it? And (laughs) really it was, it was really, it was about desperation. I was like, Ah, yes. well, I, I had been teaching spiritual response therapy for many, many years, and it, it was something that I just loved. And spiritual response therapy was another healing modality, healing technology. 
and it's incredibly effective, but it's, it goes in and it researches, you know, very methodically, very detailed story into the Akashic records. And, and, and it, it was incredibly effective because it allowed all of my gifts and talents to kind of come together. And SRT, spiritual response therapy was really the core. It was like the hub of the wheel and everything that I'd ever learned just kind of blended and merged together. So <laughs> I, I had been doing SRT for years and years and years. And pretty soon it was like, you know, I love this and I'm super bored and there's got to be a faster way to do this because there are 8 billion people on this planet and getting to them one by one is just not effective. So, you know, in meditation, I'd be like, okay, you need to show me a different way to do this. There's got to be a different way to do this. There's got to be a, and one day in meditation, it just showed up and, and I heard it's all about the frequency. And I'm like, uh-huh, give me more. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, are, what are you talking about? It's the emotion. And I'm like, the emotion, the emotion. Everybody knows that they're feeling something. Everybody has a feeling. Now, they may not be able to identify the specific frequency, the specific feeling, but they know that they don't feel good. They know that there's an agitation. They know that something doesn't feel right. Most people can put a name to whatever that energy is, but we all know when we're feeling out of sorts. We all know when, when we feel angry or upset or betrayed. We have some word, but words all have very specific energies. They have very specific, they have power, you know, it, it, even, you know, from a, a biblical sense, the first, what is the first word or the first line in the Bible? In the beginning, there was the word and the word was God. What we don't understand is that every word, every feeling that has a, everything that we're saying and feeling has a frequency. So, so human beings are both transmitters and receivers of these energies. And so what we're speaking into being, what we're speaking into form is our emotions. It's, it's the feelings that we're experiencing. And and in return, we're receiving that frequency or that energy back. So when I was given that information, it was like, oh, I get it. And I got it in a different way than I'd ever gotten it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. And it's so true, right? That everything is energy. Everything is a vibration. And we are transmitters and receivers. It's, yeah, 100%. We are. Are there any questions that are off limits? Because I want to go a little bit deeper with this. <laughs> uh, you know what? I am this open book and sometimes I say more than I really should. Is it okay if I swear on your show? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, sometimes sometimes the potty mouth shows up. So I, I will apologize in advance if, you know, there's is a naughty word that shows up. So just a prior warning to your audience, I will, I will try to behave myself. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you'll be just perfect. Just perfect. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I, I'm curious because I love that. I love how you explained what that is and you can feel that energy. Even if you don't believe in energy or vibration, it's, I mean, it's almost impossible not to, but some people don't, but you can feel that as you're explaining it. So what, what I want to know is how did you get into that field to begin with? How did you get into the spiritual response therapy and how old were you when you started that? 
You know, I didn't, I didn't know anything about spiritual response therapy until I was in my 40s. And, and I had just moved to Colorado with my new husband at the time. And, but this actually goes back long, 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 long before he and I ever got together. So I was diagnosed in 1986 with rheumatoid arthritis. And it just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Absolutely mm-hmm. devastated me literally overnight. And I had awakened in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, got up and stepped down and it felt like my feet had been shattered. And I'm just kind of mm, crawling into wow. the bathroom, kind of screaming and, and I, I don't know. And, and, you know, my, my first husband was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And I said, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand what's happening. And it, it literally changed my life instantly because I couldn't walk. Oh, wow. How and scary I, was that? It was, it was terrifying. It oh was really terrifying. Gosh. Yeah. And I was 26 years old. I had two small babies. You know, my, my youngest was four at the time and my oldest was seven. And it wow. was just, it, it was devastating. It was, it was horrifying. But what I didn't know at the time was that, I mean, I had been severely bullied growing up, you know, sexually harassed, had a lot of trauma that, you know, I thought I dealt with and, you know, just kind of covered up and, you know, I just, you you just go on. I, there weren't, I didn't have coping skills. I didn't, well, I I had created coping skills, but they weren't great coping skills. Let's be very clear about that. (laughs) Let's be very clear about that. And but what I, what I ended up doing was just shoving all of these emotions deep down inside and, and refusing to deal with them. And it was like, well, you know, because I didn't have a way to process anything. And, you know, my, my family were scientists and Western medical professionals, doctors and nurses and scientists and engineers. And, you know, anything alternative was absolutely not just out of bounds, it was poo-pooed, it was, yeah, it was like, "Mm, we're not even talking about that. And, and there were reasons for that, the the gift of, of seeing and thing, hearing and, and everything runs in my family. And my, my great grandmother had been institutionalized because of it. And so one of the biggest shames in the family, which is so tragic, is that, you know, she was, she was sent to the state mental hospital because she was crazy. And it was like, no, she wasn't crazy. She was flipping gifted. And, you know, but, but in the late 1800s, that was not appropriate, especially in tiny little, you know, Northern Utah with, you know, anyway, yeah. So, 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 you know, anything that was outside of rational science was swiftly and brutally shut down. And, you know, it just, it, it wasn't acceptable. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, tough people don't deal with their problems was, <laughs> if you have problems, that's your own problem. Just suck it up, cupcake. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yes. that's hard. Well, it is. And, yeah. and it's not effective. So, not so there all. Was all of this stuff off that was lurking underneath just waiting to get out and it was it was so buried so deeply and so you know early in my childhood because 
because I was born with all of these multi-intuitive gifts and there was nobody to teach me how to use them. Absolutely mm-hmm. nobody. And so I would look at somebody and I would see what was going on, you know, in their physical body and their energy fields. And I could see auras. And I, you know, I remember asking my mom, I was about four or five years old, you know, what is that thing around people? And she's like, ah what you're talking about. Wow. I say, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like those colors, those lights, those, and I, I didn't have the verbiage for it. And I remember asking her about it and feeling her profound anxiety. And I took it as, oh my gosh, don't ask. You're upsetting. You know, you're, 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 you're rocking the boat here. Don't talk about this. Wow. And, yeah. So at such a and, young age, it was to be shut down. Don't, we don't acknowledge mm-hmm. it. There's nothing right. So just shove that away. And how scary that had to have been to know that this is going on. You can see these things and intuit things. And it seems so normal to you, yet nobody else is doing it. And how, right? It's like you can't sit down and play Barbie dolls with somebody and understand, uh-huh. hey, do you know you're kind of purpley today? It's like, what? Are I know, you right? About? You know? Well, it- Wow. And even worse, I would respond to people's thoughts and feelings. And oh. I can't tell you how much trouble that got me in over the years, you know, responding right. to, to an adult's inappropriate thoughts or, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I could hear exactly what they were saying and or not saying, but th- what they were thinking. And right. yeah, that always got me into a lot of trouble and knowing things that I shouldn't have known. You know, my father was a a contractor for the defense department. And, you know, I've had a, a secret cl- security clearance for, since I was tiny because oh. his, yeah. So, so wow. knowing things that I really shouldn't have known yeah, <laughs> also got me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> we don't talk about that. So everything that I, you know, that I knew or that I knew to be true was, I was told, no, you're crazy. Don't talk about that. It's inappropriate. And and so, you know, I, I immediately, or, you know, over the years just took on that there was something profoundly wrong with me oh. and there was a, there was something profoundly gifted about me, but I didn't have, I didn't have the bandwidth to know how to deal with it. So by the time I was eight and, um, you know, I'd gone through this experience, my grandfather died when I was eight and I just, I just knew that I could save him. And so I, you know, I prayed and, you know, when you've lost somebody very close to you and you feel like it's your fault, you know, I, well, what I did, I I can't say what everybody does, but I, when it was his time to go and I didn't feel like I could save him, it's like, I just, it was like, I'm not special. And I knew that I was different. I've always known that I was different, but I didn't. And I've always had a really close connection with spirit. I've always had a really viable relationship with, with the angelic realm. And, and you know, I, I, I lived this, <laughs> this very interesting hidden life that nobody really knew about. But, right. but I lost my faith. I lost my best friend. I lost my faith. I lost my church. I lost my, my faith in myself. I lost, I lost everything in that At moment. the age of eight. Is that At right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's hard. And, but what I didn't know is that when I started shutting down those gifts, I was also shutting down my life force energy. Yeah. And so it wasn't a huge, it, sh- it shouldn't have been a huge surprise, although it was, <laughs> that I developed this autoimmune disease. Because what happens when you shut off your life force energy is you also shut off, or when you shut down gifts, you're also shutting off life force energies. Right. So that was the challenge is in order to heal, I absolutely 
had to bring back all of these gifts because in bringing back the gifts, I also was bringing back that life force energy so my body could heal. When you had gotten sick, did you know that you had shut off these gifts? Were you aware of that or had you forgotten about that? Or was it always just kind of knocking on your consciousness? How did you recognize that you had shut those gifts down? I remember consciously shutting them down. I didn't know at the time that 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 was going to be part of my healing. And if I had, I don't know what I would have done, to be honest, because, because it just wasn't, it didn't feel safe because everything about me felt like it was unacceptable. So Mm. I went, so, so my journey actually was not, it, it was a very long one and it it involved a lot of counseling, trying to work through some of the, you know, unacceptability beliefs about myself and about my family and about, you know, every everything about me. So, so in reclaiming myself, I was reclaiming not just myself, but I was also reclaiming my birthright. And and it, it took a lot of understanding of what I had done because at the time I really didn't know that I felt responsible for my grandfather's death, even though it wasn't my responsibility. Right. I believed I believed that, you know, if I had just been better, if I had just been, you know, more closely connected to God, if I'd only prayed harder, if I'd only, you know, fill in the blank harder, you know, whatever that is. How you know, painful. his life would have been spared. Well, wow. it was, it was. And, you know, when you're eight years old, you don't have that bandwidth. You don't have that, that understanding that it was his time to go. Right. So, so I did, I, you know, and, and I just had so much shame, unnecessary shame in retrospect, but so much shame around, oh my God, you know, that was my fault. I killed my grandfather. You can't oh, say man. that. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I was in, huge depression for most of my growing up years because I believed that about myself. I never knew this about you. This is so intriguing. Were you able to share that feeling with anybody that you felt responsible for your grandfather's death or was that just something you had to carry in silence? I carried it in silence for years. Um, As a matter of fact, it wasn't until I was in my I want to say my late 30s that I actually shared with my parents that I felt responsible. Yeah. And, you know, I was just sobbing because it was still such an emotional wound. And I look back at that, at that young girl and how much pain she was in and just stuffing it because she, she didn't know what, what to do with it. Right. And, you know, my mom just lost it. She just started crying and she's like, how could you believe that about yourself? And it's like, uh-huh. I don't know. I just, I just did. That was, that was what I intuited. So that was really the beginning of the healing is acknowledging that pain. But I still, I mean, in my thirties, I still didn't have a reference for how to work through the emotion, the energy of it that was still trapped in my body. I got it. I got that. I felt that way, but I still didn't have a reference. I didn't have a way to say, okay, how do I work through this in a way that actually releases that energy from my body so that I can heal? So, and that was really the gift of this quantum soul clearing process is understanding the implications of 
what releasing that trauma actually does for your physical body. Because when you can release the energy of those stuck emotions, you actually free yourself to begin to heal in a completely different way. And it allows the cells themselves to begin and the DNA to express in a completely different way, which has now been proven by the study of epigenetics. And that whole field has just exploded wide open, thank goodness. And we're now understanding how important it is to let those emotions go and how important it is to begin that healing process because we get stuck in in that self-recrimination or you know whatever that negative frequency is and it changes how our dna actually expresses in our lives and it creates cancer it creates rheumatoid arthritis it creates causes all kinds of health conditions that you know we don't have to experience absolutely Yeah. So how did you, at 26 years old, you were diagnosed with RA, then were you, but you weren't using the spiritual practice yet. Is that correct? No, I, that, that spiritual practice didn't come along until, oh, almost 20 years later. That's a long time. What did you do in those 20 years with, uh, with the RA? Did did you go the Western medical route or were you doing alternative? I initially did the Western medical route, which failed me absolutely spectacularly. It it made everything worse. And within just a few short years, I was bedridden. I spent over two years completely bedridden. Um, It ate through through my shoulder. It ate through, it just created so much joint damage and, you know, that I still, that I still am kind of dealing with. And, And there just, there weren't any biological medications that would have slowed things down back then. So, so I just kind of limped along and, and, but it was interesting because I remember, I mean, we were living in Park City. I raised my kids there. And I'm driving down the road one day and it's like, I can't do this anymore, God. You just need to point. I have no idea what else to do. And, you know, these were the conversations that I'd had my entire life with, with, with God or the divine, you know, whatever version you want. And, (laughs) and I get to, I, I get to my house and as I walk in, the phone is ringing and I'm like, uh, okay. So I answer the phone and it's my neighbor just up the hill from me. And she says, we're having this get together and we would love to have you come. And she was very socially conscious and, you know, and, and I just, I bless her and I thank her for this invitation because she changed my life and she has no idea. Oh. And, and we, we were socially unacceptable. So we, <laughs> we were, we were, we were gratefully <laughs> shuffled into the corner and um, oh my goodness yeah I laugh now but and at the time it was kind of painful but I'm sitting there just like uh, just send me home I've got to go home I don't feel good I put on you know 80 pounds with prednisone and I was I was so sick and I, I it took me you know probably 45 minutes to be able to even get out of bed in the mornings oh, so I'm sitting there in the corner and this this gal was talking about this homeopathic pharmaceutical company and I didn't know the word homeopathic but I did know pharmaceutical yes <laughs> and I said <laughs> I turned and I turned to her and I go you know, and my hands would not open. They were, my fingers were swollen to about three times their size. And I turned uh, with my poor little claws and I said, I couldn't help but over here, you know, that you have some type of a, a pharmaceutical company. Do you think there's something that you could do for me? Yeah. And she looks at me and she looks at my hands and she, with such deep and profound compassion, she says to me, 
sweetheart, come see me tomorrow. I just live up the hill. She gave me her address and she said, come see me tomorrow. And she did a three hour intake. I mean, it's the most impressive. Yeah. I mean, she, she went into every childhood illness, every thought I'd ever had, every trauma that I'd ever thought about having. And so I'm going to interrupt you. I'm sorry, but I have to know this. Did you share with her your gifts as a child? No. Did you hold back? No, I no, I still was not acknowledging that I had gifts wow. back then. Okay, not, not going there. Mm-mm. Okay, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. Those are shameful still, and we're not telling. We're not telling on myself. <laughs> right, right. Oh, isn't that wow. funny? It, yeah, and, but but it really points out, and it really speaks to the fact how our deepest shame, our deepest wounds, are really the key to our healing. Absolutely. What was fascinating about her is she had this this machine, a first generation machine that I eventually bought later, not from her, but, and and I, I, yeah, opened a clinic uh, at one point in the Aspen area. And yeah, it was, it was a good business, but she used this machine to, to help identify what substances I was allergic to because I had all kinds of food allergies going on and sensitivities. It dealt with the emotional components. It dealt with generational components. and But it it showed me in real life what was actually happening to me. Mm. And she recommended this homeopathic formula and sent me home. And I remember placing it under my tongue and the very, the only word that I have to describe what I felt was life force energy flowing back into my limbs. Wow. And I thought, oh my gosh. And she said, you know, at some point you may have to choose between, you know, what you're doing and, and homeopathics because what you're taking is so toxic and it was that you may have to choose. Yeah. I was not expecting you to say that. That caught me completely off guard. (laughs) I know, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So so after three days of feeling this healing begin and then kind of fade away and begin and fade away and begin. And it's like, I'm not doing this. I want to feel good. I want to heal. I want to live. I want to live. And so I stopped and I do not, let's be very clear. I do not recommend this anyone. <laughs> I stopped cold turkey. Do not do this at home. Do not yeah. do this at home. Right. All of my medications. And I remember my, and within, within three days, so I was able to get out of bed and I could feel, I could, I wasn't hurting. So there wow. was, there was a profound healing that began. And unfortunately I didn't know enough when she moved three years later, how to take care of myself. So I kind of backtracked and I got really, really sick. Mm. So, but I also was still not dealing with the core issues of emotional trauma that were creating how my genes were expressing. And it took years for me to understand that because, you know, I'm your official slow learner in many (laughs) respects. It's like, okay, okay. But don't you think also, Michelle, that we were never taught that, that emotions have anything. It was just like the head is the head and and, and we're cut off at the neck. The body does its thing. The mind does its thing. And they're not connected at all. So how are we even supposed to know that our emotions or fears or worries or whatever has anything to do with our physical body? 
Well, exactly. And that's, that's why it is so important, you know, that, that we talk about this and because people still don't understand how critical it is in our, in our well-being to connect those dots. We just, we have been so entrained away from our own well-being and probably for a reason. I mean, I, you know, if, if you're looking at, at why, because it puts, it puts somebody else in control of us and, and there's a whole, that's a whole, that's a whole difference. That's a whole different. That's another show. podcast show. <laughs> a whole different show. But um, but yeah. So so it took years for me though to really really connect the dots. Again, I I laugh. I'm I I, I laugh because it's like yeah, I'm the official slow learner here. But <laughs> okay, it's okay. I learned. I learned. Yeah, that. that's the important thing, right? That you did learn. Mm-hmm. It and is. in it such is. a grand way. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're absolutely right. It, I I don't think I would have learned it any other way because I'm just kind of stubborn, you know? It's 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 yeah. I'm just kind of stubborn that way. Yeah. Yeah. The quantum soul clearing process. That mm-hmm. is something that you take your clients through. Now, is that something that you are I'm assuming you still take your clients through that, right? That's something that you're yeah. still actively doing yes. or are you too busy? Yes. Okay. So, and that now is that a process that you are still going through the quantum soul clearing yourself or do you, I, is it something where you reach a level and. Oh no, I use it every day. Okay. <laughs> I use it okay. every day. Whenever there's, whenever there's something that comes up and I used it, you know, especially, especially during my divorce and all of the emotions and the pain that came up from that yeah. had been you know, that devastation of being betrayed and, and going through all of that recently. So it was, it was a way for me to begin my own healing process and to just get through some of the darkest nights of my soul and, mm. and, to, and to deal with everything that was going on. I use it even, you know, if, if I'm stuck in a traffic jam, I mm, start using yeah. it when I notice that I'm out of sorts because it's like, mm. okay, something's going on here. What, what is it? Right. And I use it because I don't want to go back to that dark place. I don't want to. I've used it to help myself with depression. I've used it in so many different clinical settings with clients, with myself, to really move through a lot of really deep, hard energy. Yeah. Yeah. And when you know that you have that choice, that I notice my emotion or I, I notice the frequency or the vibration that I'm at, this is right going back to that black hole again, not where I want to be. And so I can shift that and change that and put myself into a vibration or a frequency that serves me, that's empowering me and allows me to get my power back, right? I mean, you, it's a choice. You, when you it discover is. that, you get to know that it's a choice you can make. It is a choice. And you know, oftentimes it's like, well, you know, I feel that way because, and yeah, we do feel that way because, you know, somebody yeah. betrayed us, somebody, somebody cut us off, somebody, you know, did this, that, or the other, but it's still a choice. It's still a choice how we react to something. Right. It's a choice. Yeah. How do I want to feel? Am I willing? And, and this, is, this is what I really had to ask myself many, many times over the last, you know, couple of years. Am I going to let this destroy me? Yeah, hmm. great question. No. Wow, powerful. Am I, am I going to let this destroy me? Am I going to let this control me? Am I going to allow someone else to determine the health of my body and the, the future of who I am? 
And the answer was, no, I'm not going to because, mm-hmm. because I don't have to. So, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I call it, I call it spiritual hygiene. It's not a very sexy name. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, it's really very unsexy. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes the best things in the world are totally unsexy. (laughs) Right? Yeah. But but it's that daily practice of just dropping inside, noticing how you feel. Oh, you know, what's going on? What, right. what, what is the emotion that I'm feeling? And if it isn't happiness, if it, if it isn't that sense of connectedness, oh, well, what is it that I need to, what is it that I need to shift out? What needs to go so that I'm in that best version of myself so I can show up for my clients, so I can show up for the world, so that I'm holding that space of consciousness because we're all connected. We are all connected in that through the collective, we are all connected. And what I'm thinking is impacting the entire planet. We are all impacting the entire planet. So we're all adding to the collective pain and suffering. We're all adding to the collective joy. We're all adding to whatever is in the collective every single day. And when we clear it out, we're also clearing it out of the collective. We're also helping to heal the planet at such a profound level. And that is really the basis of my work. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And, and there's so many times we're so busy being so angry at all of the stuff out there, the things that happen to us. And when we realize we have a choice to feel a different way, and when you start to understand the energy and how that works, you get to also understand that I'm having an impact on the world. If I change how I'm feeling, I get to impact the world, whether I'm impacting it from this negative low vibration where there's more positive high vibration. Isn't that incredible to know? I love well, that. It is incredible. And it, it, it makes you realize that you don't have to be a victim. Now right. you can choose to be angry. And believe me, I chose to be, I chose to wallow. There were days it was like, no, nope, I'm just going to feel this. Yeah. I need to feel this. I'm choosing. And I gave myself a time limit. I'm going to feel like crap for this, you know, for X amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, you're done wallowing? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can. And I can, and I'm choosing to let it go because, because I could feel how it was impacting my body. I could yeah. feel what was happening at the cellular level. I could see what was happening at the yeah. cellular level. And it was like, mm, do you really want to go here? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You know, so this is one of those questions that might be a tougher question. So if I'm out of balance here, let me know. But one of the things that I wanted to ask you is what is one of the biggest or the hardest, I don't know which word I like better, but, or, or you, which word resonates with you, one of the biggest or hardest challenges that you had to get through because you've had a lot of stuff. And the, the betrayal, I mean, that, that to me is just always such a rug getting pulled out from underneath you, that whole blindsided, like, where was I? Yeah. So what do you think out of, out of all of your life experience, and, and maybe there's not just one, maybe there's many that are equal, but if you could tap or pick in just one, what, what do you think that would be? You know, I think the theme under all of it is that self-worth. Mm, because yeah. it was so impacted at such an early age and then reinforced yeah. over and over and over again with bullying with and the bullying was also representative of my me not showing up for myself or not feeling like I could defend myself because I didn't feel like I deserved it you know at a very subconscious level 
very subconscious level, I thought I deserved it. Yeah. It was it was my penance, my punishment, my, you know, wow. fill in the blank, stupid, yeah. you know, I mean, I say stupid, but, but it was very real. It was right. very, very real. And, and it impacted how I saw myself over and over and over again, and the choices that I made over and over and over again, and how yeah. I didn't value myself. So, you know, from that respect, I think the hardest part was really understanding my value and understanding, really getting how important the gifts that I have are in helping others yeah. to heal and to reclaim themselves. Because when we work together, what my client, you know, what, what I find with my clients is that they get to reclaim the brilliance and the essence of who they are that may have also been lost or shattered or destroyed through a, an extreme event of whatever happened to them. And I work with some pretty significant traumas. And sometimes people aren't even aware of what was lurking underneath. Yeah. I remember one specific client and I'm I, I know that she wouldn't mind me sharing. I won't I won't name names of course, but you know, I was doing work with her and the word rape just kept coming up over and over and over and over again. And I said, no, I, I hate even asking this question, but were you ever raped? And she looked at me and she just started sobbing. And she said, I've never told anybody this, never told anybody this. Mm -hmm. And she had been, she had experienced a gang rape in, in oh, college. God. Yeah. And mm -hmm just the devastation of that and and then you know working to reclaim who she was because it that too had impacted every single decision that she had made over the years right because because it had taken from her and and this is what we find with with sexual assault survivors is it takes a piece of who you are at such a profound level and it changes absolutely everything about your life yeah it changes it changes how you see yourself it changes it changes everything you're right and so, yeah and and so being able to reclaim that essence that in in many respects was absolutely stolen from that individual Mm. is such a profound gift because it restores who they are back to that original divine blueprint. And I do use that word very specifically because we all came in with a very specific design, a very unique blueprint only you can fulfill. And, right. so, and so allowing that to come forth is the gift, it's the blessing, and it's also often what was you know, dark force energies, we're trying to prevent that blessing from being in the world. Because when we are coming from that unique place, that unique brilliance, we have so much power and we have so much to offer and to give to the world. Right. And there's, there's a concerted effort to keep that from shining. But it's also what appears to be the greatest trauma, and I will use that word specifically, is also the greatest gift. Because without the trauma that I experienced, without losing the 
the completeness of who I was, the quantum soul clearing process would never be here. It would never be here to help bless people's lives. It would never have come forth because I wouldn't have been in enough pain to allow it to emerge. Right. And maybe that's wrong, but that was the paradigm of of the time for me. So yeah. So anyway. I love that. The wisdom in that, the the greatest trauma is the greatest gift because I resonate with that a hundred percent. I one hundred percent agree with that. And I think when you know that and when you've gone through enough stuff in air quotes, then when that thing is happening that that we perceive as being bad, there has to be a part of us that knows something wonderful is going to come from this. There's a gift in this that I'm just currently not aware of. I love how you said this, the greatest trauma is the greatest gift and how it showed up, you know, and painfully, right? And sometimes it seems like that's the way that that we have to learn because I think a lot of us are stubborn. And (laughs) I think a lot of us, yeah, I know I was too. And we don't learn very easily, like the school of hard knocks sometimes. That's how we get it. But it's like, damn it, now I got a PhD in that and I'm pretty damn good. So <laughs> I may have multiple degrees yeah. in that. <laughs> you wore many, many of those funky little graduation flat cap things. So <laughs> getting those PhDs. Yeah, yeah. But, so, but truly it is. It is a gift. And yeah. And But here's what I've also found is that if we can allow that understanding that the deepest wound is our deepest gift, it also allows us to move through the trauma in a different way so that we don't get stuck in it. If we can ask ourselves, what's emerging here? What's being cleared out? What is being asked of me so that I can you know, what, what is happening so that I am in a different place? And I had to ask myself that question a lot because a lot was being asked of me. And, you know, my work has changed so significantly in the last two years. It has deepened, it has broadened, it has become so much more powerful, so much more than I had been allowing. And and I had, I thought I was, I thought I was pretty dang good. And I was, yeah. but, but the level of mastery, we'll use that word that has emerged in the last two years has, has been such a gift. It's yeah. been amazing. So Michelle, in the last two years, you say that, so this is where the gift is. I mean, you, you've really, you've embraced it. You've, you're more empowered. You, you've gone to another level with it. Is that because of the betrayal? Was that two years ago? Or yeah. was some, some other thing was it the catalyst for? for no, it was, it, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was the betrayal that, that okay. really showed up and freed me in a lot of ways yeah. to be who I'm designed to be. I would have stayed in that relationship probably forever. And, mm. you know, and, and, Spirit obviously had a different idea for me (laughs) because I couldn't stay in that frequency and bring what I need to bring in and to help people that I need to help from that energy, from that energetic space. And, but I couldn't see that in the middle of it. And when people would say, you know, you're going to come out of this stronger, I just wanted to punch someone because it's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I do not want to hear that. (laughs) Right, right. 
tell me that. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and yet it, it was the truth though, too, because you did, you came out stronger and empowered and right. But it's a thing we don't want to hear in the middle of going through it. No, no, it wasn't. And I thought, am I going to live through this? That was yeah. because, you know, there were, there were many times I just thought, I can't, I can't do this pain. I just cannot do this pain. Not one more minute. Right. And you know, there were many times that I thought, just get me out of here. Just end this now, God, just get me out. And, you know, I knew that I couldn't end my life. I could never, I, I, I had tried committing suicide when I was in my early twenties and realized how devastating it is to the survivors, the families. And it was just like, okay, that's not an option. So, okay, God, so if <laughs> you're not letting yeah. me out, you better point because I can't, you know, it, right. so that's, anyway, that's, that's really, there were times, like I said, I, just, I wasn't sure I was going to live through it, but I did. And, and I'm glad that I did because it's also given me so much more compassion for sure. the suffering that other people have right. and, and an understanding, a greater understanding of how to help people yeah. um, through what they're going through. Isn't that such a beautiful gift? It's such a beautiful gift. It is. Yeah. It really is. And they were right. I have come out the other side significantly stronger <laughs> and wiser. And yes, darned if they weren't right. <laughs> right, right. Yes. It just doesn't sound good ever when you're going through this. Like, There's got to be other words that will work for me. Don't say that anymore. <laughs> Surely there's another way to do this a little less painfully. Nope. Just kidding. Right, right. So Michelle, I'm wondering, because we're getting to the time where we're going to start wrapping this episode up. And for my listeners, I'm curious, what what would you offer or, or how do you find the support or the way you get through on days when you're just feeling low, not, not a super bad day, but it's just like, uh, like, so for right now, right? It's, it's coming on, well, it's winter in Minnesota. I don't know where anybody right. else is, but it's winter here. And it's cold and dark and gloomy. And every, the, the, at least the people that I work with, you can just feel, right? It's that life force. And it's the, yep. there, there's like, oh, like the deep ick, the blues, the winter blues are here. We haven't even officially gotten into winter. So right. what do you do or do you have tips or something to share that you do yourself to help to support yourself when you get into those low vibrations or those blue moods? Yeah, thanks. Thank you for asking. And and one of the things that I do on a daily basis is, and, and I've got a couple of resources for your listeners that I will send you and you can put them in the show notes. I've got I've got a couple of free gifts. Thank the you. first one the first one that I have is I, I call it the quantum manifestation mastery. And this is really the first step in teaching people how to connect in with who they are and to clear out those negative energies to begin that, you know, just setting a space so that you can actually get in and work. Because sometimes, especially when there's so much darkness and you just feel the world closing in, there's there's all types of negative energies, you know, some people will call them entities. Sometimes it's just the collective frequency of negativity that's around us. But sometimes it's hard to identify, and especially if you're empathic at all, it's hard to separate yourself from those energies and to know what's yours and what isn't yours. So this quantum manifestation mastery is a gift. It's an audio. It's a meditation that helps you really kind of begin to shift and sort, energetically sort what's yours and what isn't, so that you can begin to clear it out. So that's the first one. 
And then in this trilogy, I also have another meditation called Releasing Limitations and Finding Joy. This helps people get, you know, release, uh, clear out, and it, it introduces you to the quantum soul clearing process itself, all of those limitations so that, or just, you know, general limitations so that you can find that joy. Because when you feel limited in any way, it's like, who am I? And how, joy, what on earth is that? So that right. works. Yeah. <laughs> You want, I, 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 I'm having trouble getting out of bed. You want me to find joy? Right. No kidding. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We'll just get right on that. Right. Oh man, you are so right. Yeah. And then the third meditation is the forgiveness process. That is the, it's, it's also a portion of the quantum soul clearing process. But a lot of people think that, I mean, we hold on to energy. We hold on, and I'm, I was brilliantly trained to hold on to, yes. to grudges. <laughs> yep. A long line of grudge holders. <laughs> yeah, we went to the same school. <laughs> I, think we I really think we may have. And, and we laugh now and, and we get to choose differently now also. But right. this, this also is a way to kind of shift out that, that negativity so that, yeah. And to understand that by releasing those negative frequencies, we're freeing ourselves. And it isn't, let's be very clear, this isn't about condoning bad behavior. Forgiveness is about saying, you know what, we've had this energetic dance and I love myself enough to say, I'm not doing this with you anymore. I am absolutely not going to play in this energy with you anymore because I love myself more and I respect you as a soul enough to let you go. Right. Yeah. Beautifully because, said. Because when we are holding on to those grudges, we're also holding on to another person's karma. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I don't need any more ex karma. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely as not. much fun as that sounds, I just <laughs> just want to do that. <laughs> yes, a couple extra helpings of stuffing at the Thanksgiving dinner, but nobody's karma. <laughs> I can do without exactly. that. <laughs> so by letting that go, though, it it frees you, it frees me, it frees everybody, and it it yeah. takes it out of the collective. So again, we're back to that. You know, what what can I do to help clean up the collective, and what do I do as my part? to also help spread light and love and something special throughout the collective as well. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh, I love that. So Michelle, you have shared so much personal and hard, painful things, events in your life. And I am just so grateful that you were willing to go there because many people aren't. And I think when we can see and hear somebody else's story and see them on the other end of it and yeah. the, the other side of it and doing really well, it, I think it gives us hope. I think it's the, the light in the harbor that's saying, they're beckoning you, keep coming, keep coming. Yeah. So I want to thank you for your openness and you know, you. sharing, sharing that pain. It's, there's, yeah, because you're phenomenal. And I mean, I'm blessed to know you and see you in person and talk to you. And so I, I just, you're an amazing woman. I'm so honored to be able to call you my friend also. Well, we have um, a mutual admiration society going on here, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. 
So as we're wrapping up here, Michelle, how should my listeners get in touch with you? And, and you mentioned a couple of free gifts. How do they go about, because I want to check that out too. How sure. do people go about getting in touch with you? You can get a hold of me through email at michelle at quantumsoulclearing.com. And I, I'm, I hope that uh, you can post in your show notes um, for sure free gifts so that so that people will have access to them indefinitely. You know that really is one of the ways that I give back and and help others as well. So I would appreciate that. And yeah, Michelle at Quantum Soul Clearing. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on social media all over the place. So and I also have my own podcast. So I would love, 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 love to have you come play and listen. And we do. We do quantum soul clearing work there and might even hear Nada here. <laughs> oh, how fun would that be? I know. <laughs> it would be awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and, and Michelle, what's the name of your podcast? It's called Epic Healing Transformations. Epic Healing Transformations. And that also will be in the show notes. So listeners, if you want any of this information, don't panic. Don't try to find a piece of paper. It will be right. in the show notes and you can calmly write it down and get connected with Michelle and her free gifts and her podcast. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I am honored and blessed to be able to spend this time with you. I thought this was going to be a half an hour interview and I believe that we're going on 60 minutes. So... <laughs> You didn't it, have and to I could worry t- after all. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I could talk to you for hours on end. So I have a feeling we will revisit and we'll pick up where we left off the next time we get together. And, and hopefully you'll walk down this road with me one more time and we'll be able to share some more information with, with the listeners. And really, because I am so on board with you, we can heal the world. And it's literally by healing ourselves and taking care of our own pain and the world can heal. And God, what a beautiful place, right? Just a beautiful place to live in. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And have a wonderful, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, have a a fantastic Thanksgiving and many blessings to you. And thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and profound insight. It's been my absolute joy to be with you. Thanks, Nada. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye, Michelle. Goodbye, listeners. And we will see you all or hear you all next week. Take good care. Thank you for spending time with us today. Please go to nadahogan.com for show notes and other information that you can use right away. If you like what you've heard here, please subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to rate and review right there on iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week.